good and locked on Anaheim Ducks. We'll talk about Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Fans are coming back to the stands this weekend. And where are we as a team? I'll talk about it on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It is hump day. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez covering hockey for over a decade. I'm on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. And a reminder that this show is brought to you by Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Join me tonight at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. We'll preview tonight's Ducks-Sharks game on Locker Room exclusively. And we will also talk about the state of the team. Maybe we'll have a little bit of Mighty Ducks talk. Maybe we'll talk some Trevor Zegers tonight. So join me on the Locker Room app. All right, so let's get started. Here's what's on the rundown today. So we are going to have our usual Mighty Ducks Game Changers talk every week. It was going to be on Monday, but Monday was the trade deadline. And the Ducks did indeed make a couple last-minute moves. So that was pushed back a day. Then Anthony Stolarz had the game of his life on Tuesday. So that got pushed back one more day. And I figured, well, it better be today. Otherwise, it's not going to get done because there will be no show on Friday. Friday, we're going to be off. It is a planned off show. And I'll tell you about that later. Uh, we also have fans coming back. We'll talk about that in a short bit. But first, let's answer the big question, shall we? Where are the Ducks as a team? Where are they? Where are the Ducks as a team? Right now, they're a team in flux. They're a team in dire need of an identity. It has not been the same since the heydays of going to the Stanley Cup final. We're gone from the heydays of Randy Carlisle and winning a Stanley Cup. He's not coming back. We're not coming back from Boudreaux leading the Ducks to division title after division title after division title after division title after division title. Then he left. After division title. Remember that? Remember when they won five consecutive division titles? Remember what happened each and every one of those times? They lost a game seven at home. They did it several times in a row. In fact, it happened four times in a row under Bruce Boudreaux. That's why you had Randy Carlisle come in. Yes, that move was a bit reactionary because after that 2016 playoff loss, he figured, well, they're not going to lose again at home in a horrific fashion and they didn't the following year i mean at least in 2017 they came back and beat edmonton in that comeback on catella only to lose in the conference finals to nashville ever since then they've not won a playoff game in 2018 they got swept by the san jose sharks in the first round of the playoffs which was very unceremonious but hey at least The same could be said for the Kings. They got swept by Vegas, so there's that at least. Misery loves company. But ever since then, the Ducks have gone completely south for the winter. In the last three seasons, including this season, they are 77, 93, and 26. One of those years was under Carlisle slash Bob Murray. And then we had Dallas Eakins come in. Dallas Eakins has unfortunately not been the answer the Ducks are looking for. They are 42, 56, and 16. I'm looking at that correctly. That is not the record the Ducks want as far as a coach in the last two seasons. They didn't make the playoffs last season. They didn't even make the bubble 
last season. They were one of the seven teams that stayed home and left me reeling for content for about six months. And then you have Dallas Eakins this season. They're not making the playoffs. In fact, they're in dead last this season. They're not making them. I know mathematically they're not out of it yet, but let's be real here. Let's be real. They're not making the playoffs. So where are the Ducks as a team right now? Where are they? Think about that for a split second. Okay, now that you thought about it, they're a team that should be rebuilding, and they are not. They are clearly not. GM Bob Murray says, oh, we're in a retooling. He has been saying that word for the past couple of years when they are clearly not, when they clearly should be rebuilding and moving on from some players or at least pay them less. In fact, let's look at some of the salaries that are going to be off the books this year. Ryan Getzloff, his $8.25 million will be off the books after this season. If he resigns, it'll be for a lesser amount. Denton Heinen, his 2.8 will be gone. He's a restricted free agent, but I'm thinking he's probably going to be gone or not get paid that much amount of money. Then you also have Ryan Miller. He's probably going to retire after this season, which means, hey, make way for Anthony Stolarz, the backup goalie of the future. So at least goaltending is fine. Then you're going to have Carter Rowney's 1.3. He'll be off the books. David Backus's 2.5 million. That will be off the books as well. And then you're going to have Corey Perry's buyout drop from $6.6 million all the way down to two. So you're paying $4.6 less million on that Corey Perry buyout. So yay, at least that money kind of goes away. So based on just all of those contracts, the Ducks are going to be gaining back about $20 million, And they're not going to have as much dead money on the books. They're still going to have the LTIR for Hampus Lindholm, but he should be back next season. But they still have the LTIR of Ryan Kessler. That $6.8 million is looming in the background there. It is not looking good for Ryan Kessler to ever come back. But that's a big, big, big number to really not look forward to. So where should the Ducks go after this coming season? What should they do? They should focus on the RFAs of Max Comtois. Max Comtois has been a fantastic player this season. He's really come out. He's at the end of his ELC, and I expect Comtois to get re-signed to a higher amount. Maybe not Ryan Getzloff high amount, but at least a pretty decent amount. I would say, I think Max Comtois is going to get about 4 to $5 million per season on this upcoming contract. That is my best estimate and my best guess. I think they'd be willing to pay him multiple years at four or five million per season, and I think he'd be happy with that. That's what Adam Henrique is getting. That's what Jakob Silverberg is getting. Raquel's getting about three point seven. Yeah, I'd say Comtois would be happy with about four or five million. Okay, so they have maybe fifteen mil to go. They have Isaac Lundstrom to deal with. He'll probably get paid maybe a mil or two. Max Jones. He'll probably get one to two million. Then you have. Alexander Volkov. What do you do with Alexander Volkov? Another young player, only 23 years old. I got to figure the Ducks will re-sign him too because he's looked pretty good so far. So as far as the Ducks, if you take care of those RFAs, oh, and you have Sam Steele as well. Once the Ducks take care of that, they should have quite a bit of cap space to deal with. They should have enough to get one very good player at about 7 mil or about 8 million. 
So what do you do if you're the Ducks? You have to go out and get a big-name player right there. You could re-sign Getzloff for a lesser amount, and he would probably take it. So with that extra money, get out and get someone. Get a big name, not an aging star. Yes, Kevin Shattenkirk is kind of a star player, but Shattenkirk is 32 years old and getting paid $3.9 million per season and hasn't performed to the expectations that we thought he'd get. We thought that he would be doing better this season, but unfortunately, that has not been the case. So if you're the Ducks... Maybe get someone that's kind of up and rising, maybe a 25, 26-year-old that is on the rise, that could be a very good player that would complement Trevor Zegris and Jamie Drysdale. Go out and get someone. That's where the Ducks should go. That's what they should do. And finally, finally get rid of some of that money and start moving forward. Don't get some aging star. Get someone young. And really build around this core. Which is not a terrible core. But there could be better players out there. Alright, we're going to head into the first intermission. But let's talk about the Locker Room app. Which you could download on the iOS or Apple App Store. And join me tonight at 6.30pm Pacific Time. Where I will be on the Locker Room app. So come find me on the Locker Room app at Locked On Ducks. And you can get connected with not only me, but some of the other Locked On hosts. Get connected with some of your favorite sports personalities and come join us in an informal setting where you can talk with any of the hosts, talk with any of the insiders. And it is a fantastic app that you all should check out if you have an Apple device. Once again, that's the Locker Room app, which you could download at the iOS store, changing the way we talk sports. Coming up after the first intermission, we're going to talk about fans coming back. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and this show is brought to you by Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar in the land, with several fantastic flavors, including cookie dough chunk, raspberry, and my personal favorite, cookies and cream. They are packed with high-protein, low-sugar, low-calories. In fact, the majority of them have 130 calories only 4 grams of sugar, and packed with 18 grams of protein. Not only are they good for you, but they are delicious. They taste like a candy bar, folks. Go ahead and try them out today. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get a 15% discount on your next purchase. Once again, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get a 15% discount off your next order at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. All right, so guess what is happening in a couple of days? Fans are coming back to the Ponda. Normally, I would talk about this the day of, but I will not have a show this Friday, and I guess I'll explain why now. Uh, so I'm having my goals show on Thursday, as I normally do. Friday, there will be no show. This is because I also work for... MASL, and I have some 
soccer duties to take care of over the weekend, Friday and Sunday. That'll be an all-day thing. So I won't even be home. And then tomorrow, Thursday, I won't be home all day either as I'll be traveling to, well, the L.A. area for a couple things, but also going to El Segundo to cover the rain versus goals game. And by the way, guess who's playing in that game? Trevor Zegras is playing on that game. So I'll be all over that game on Thursday, so I won't even be home for that. Therefore, no show on Friday. Normally, AHL games don't take place on Thursdays, but this is the lone exception. And this weird, wacky season, you have games on Thursdays now between the goals and the ducks. Or, the, sorry, the goals and the rain, rather. Ah, see, I'm, I'm, I'm good here. I'm good. I'm really good, I promise. Goals and rain on Thursday, so no show on Friday. The mailbag will be pushed back one week. So, yeah, fans are coming back. And the fans that got the first priority were those that are still part of the Orange Alliance. Yes, there's still a lot of people that are diehard Ducks fans. They're still part of the Alliance. They're going to come back that first game on Friday. Unfortunately, I won't be able to cover either the Friday or the Sunday game. I won't even be able to watch it because I'll be busy uh, with soccer stuff. So I'll have someone else covering that game. But hey, if you guys are going to the game... Please let me know. I'm I'm curious who's all going. Send in your pictures. I'll be glad to retweet them. Just tag me, uh, tag my Twitter account, which is at lo underscore ducks. Let me know what the scene is like there, what it looks like. I would be dying to find out. And I'm sad that I cannot join you guys Friday or Sunday. But hey, there's three more games after that, so you never know, right? As far as what is happening, um. The Ducks are going to have 10 to 15% capacity depending on how many people are vaccinated. If there are more people going that are vaccinated, they can up the capacity a little bit. And even if more and more people get vaccinated, they can up the capacity a little bit for those last two games of the season against the LA Kings. So far, we have games this Friday against Vegas, this Sunday against Vegas, the following weekend against Vegas, and then you have those last two Kings games, April 30th, May 1st, and then that's it. Then the season will be over. So all of this were five home games. If it was three home games, it would make less sense. But luckily, the county said, no, we'll push it to April 15th. So because of that, five home games, okay, now we're at the point where it's actually kind of worth it because at least with five home games, they can make a little bit of money, recoup some of the losses. Fans can come in and buy stuff at the team store, and that's great. There is still the obvious mask requirements that are going to be present at the arena, and there's going to be a lot of limitations, as in food limitations. It's going to be contactless entry. That's fine. This is where we're at now. You kind of have to roll with the punches, and at least for the next few games, a lot of things are going to be contactless, no cash. Bring your cards, not your cash, for these next five games. And hey, at least the team store will be open, and they're packed with all kinds of merch. They still have all the reverse retro merch. Hey, guess what? Breakout night is coming in a week and a half. So you could bet that those Fanatics jerseys will finally go flying off the shelves. Well, maybe they'll go flying off the shelves. I know some fans will, are some fans are salty still. They're saying, oh, we're not going to spend more money than we already have on this crappy team. Yes, you're still fans 
of a great organization that has done a lot of good with this community. I get it. I get that you don't want to spend more money and get more merch. I totally understand that. But at least you should be happy to be back in the arena. The players have missed you guys. They really have missed you guys. So at least appreciate it a little bit. All right, we're going to head quickly into the second intermission momentarily. Uh, First, I want to remind you guys that the bag policy has changed at Honda Center. So you can no longer bring your big old bags that you're used to because they can't check all the bags of everyone coming in. As far as I know, I don't see the no bag policy that's as strict like Staples Center. Maybe you could bring your clear clear bags. I am not entirely sure about that. Make sure to check with Honda Center before you go to the game. So check with them. But I'm pretty sure you could at least bring a small clear bag and that's it. Alright, so we're heading into the second intermission. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. They have every sport, including the NBA, MLB, and the NHL. So check them out at betonline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus. So for example, you deposit 200 bucks, you get a free 100 just like that, just by using the promo code LOCKEDON. Once again, that promo code gets you a 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please gamble responsibly. After this, we're going to talk about Mighty Ducks Game Changers. We'll talk about that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and the show is once again brought to you by the Locker Room app. Join me tonight at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time on the Locker Room app. Look up Locked On Ducks, and it'll be in the NHL room. We'll talk a little bit about tonight's Sharks versus Ducks game, a little bit of a preview And we'll also talk a little bit about Mighty Ducks Game Changers, but I'm going to talk about that right now as well for a couple of minutes because three episodes have come out. And the last episode that I really wanted to talk about because I loved this episode, I loved the twist that happened at the very end. Without spoiling too much, the Don't Bothers, they end up playing the Ducks this time. And there was a couple of really cool Easter eggs here that I really liked, obviously, There is still the awesome flow, just awesome flow by Logan's character. Still rocking that Maple Leafs jersey with the wrong font in the back. But hey, you know what? It works for him. It kind of works. Um, I'm really loving the Alex Morrow, Gordon Bombay dynamic that's happening here. Because you could tell that Gordon Bombay is starting to break down little by little by little. So much so to the point that he actually explains what happened, how he went from being the Minnesota Miracle Man to pretty much hating hockey and putting up that no hockey sign at the Ice Palace. He does explain what happened. So for those of you that have not watched on Disney Plus yet, there's a reason that Gordon Bombay is where he's at now. And there's a reason why 
a lot of this just kind of went under the rug. Okay, it's a very cool explanation, but the music that they used during this episode, almost as good as the one from the first episode, but I will say the production team and the editing team are doing a very, very good job picking out the music for this series so far. I'm enjoying watching that just by itself. On its own merit, it gets a top rating for me, just in the music alone. But now you have Sophie, who's getting relentlessly bombarded with all these requests to join the Ducks. So Sophie is, um, she's one of the hotshot players on the Ducks as of current. And she's being recruited by all the other Ducks players. She got recruited by Evan, by Nick. Nick is the character who has the podcaster's body. Being bombarded by Coob and Lauren and Maya. And Logan is doing a very good job just using that sick flow of his. He's got a nice head of lettuce, I'll tell you that right now. So, you know, good to see the players. They have a very good family feel going to them. But what I really like, the, the thing that I like the most is already we see Coach Bombay kind of sort of coaching again, drawing up a play. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Um, also not going to spoil too much, but the Ducks plan that don't bother us. You probably know what's already going to happen on this game. You know that the Ducks are the superior team against the don't bothers right now. I'll just give this one spoiler. Of course the Ducks beat the Don't Bothers. This was expected. What happened at the end was not expected. Coach T in this series is like a lot of youth coaches right now. And the way he responded to that game, that was that was a twist. That was quite a plot turn. I think we're going to see some more plot twists in the next maybe two or three episodes. I think we're going to see a lot of them. I still don't think the Ducks are going to win it all this season. I don't think that's going to happen. But hey, the Don't Bothers, maybe they could be breaking down the other teams a little bit. Maybe. Maybe they're learning something. They're learning how to skate a little better, doing a lot more drills. Evan is doing a great job as the team's captain, and it, it shows. So if you haven't watched already, check out Mighty Ducks Game Changers. If you want to talk much more about it, if you've seen it, again, join me on the Locker Room app tonight at 6.30. I'll really let loose on it, but a lot of people listening to this podcast, either they don't have Disney Plus or they have it and have not watched all the episodes through yet. So hey, make sure you do that. But I am going to warn you, I might have a guest next week and we're going to want to talk about all four episodes that will be taking place. So just a warning. If you haven't watched it yet, watch it now. Watch it this weekend after the Ducks game. Check it out on Disney Plus if you haven't already. All right, we're going to end the show for today. But thank you all so much for listening. Tomorrow is going to be a Locked on Goals episode. And you know what that means. We're going to talk a lot about Trevor Zegras. The Trevor Zegras talk is back. I know a lot of listeners out there want to know what is going on with Zegras. How is he doing in San Diego? I'll definitely let you know on tomorrow's podcast. And I'll for sure let you know more on Monday's podcast. Because Zegras will have played 
again in El Segundo. He'll have a couple more games with the goals. And I'll talk much more about Zegris tomorrow. So be sure to check out Locked On Goals tomorrow. You can hear this podcast and any of the other podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. And speaking of the Locked On Network, be sure to check out Locked On Fantasy NHL and be a waiver wire winner by checking out the Locked On Fantasy NHL podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. You can follow the show on Twitter at StibbyJD. Oh, wait, it's the other way around. You could also please subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. Follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts if you have not already. Make sure to rate five stars and all that jazz. All right, thank you all so much for listening. It is greatly appreciated, and I appreciate each and every one of you, and I sincerely hope I get to talk to some of you tonight on the Locker Room app. So thank you all so, so much for Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez. Hey, have a great rest of the afternoon. Continue practicing social distancing. Wear a mask. Be kind to one another. And Ducks, fly together.